from the Gospel of John. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And he that hath seen and heard that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to, to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are resuming our study in the in the Acts of the Apostle. We're ready for chapter 14. Um, and one of the main things that uh, kind of takes place today is we really see the beginning of uh, suffering for Paul. Um, uh, we see kind of the beginning of the violence that he would begin to suffer uh, at this time, it's in many of the times, but not always, but at this particular time, it's at the hand of unbelieving Jews who stir up trouble. And then Paul is stoned and left outside the city for dead. And uh, so that's kind of the main thing that happens in our story today. Chapter 14 is not very long, but I've got some commentary from Matthew Henry I'm going to read to you. And then I've got some uh, other verses uh, about the suffering of Paul to kind of uh, to go over with you as well. I want to thank all of you for joining me this morning. Um, the website can be found, scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. And I appreciate all of you who pray for the podcast and those of you who support the podcast financially. Um, it's uh, far beyond what I deserve. I'm very, very grateful for all of you. All right. Let's dive in and uh, have a look at chapter 14, the Acts of the Apostles. Verse 1. In Asonium, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together, and spake in such a manner that a large number of people believed, both of Jews and of Greeks. But the Jews who disbelieved stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren. Therefore they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of His grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lasonia, Lystra, and Debris, and the surrounding region. And there they continued to preach the gospel. 
At Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, who, when he had fixed his gaze on him, and had seen that he had the faith to be made well, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and he began to walk. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices, saying, In Licinia language, the gods have become like men, and we have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was of the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, crying and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, and preach the gospel to you, that you should turn from these vain things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In the generations gone by, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways. And yet, he did not leave himself without witness, and that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your heart with food and gladness. Even saying these things with difficulty, they restrained the crowds from offering a sacrifice to them. Okay, let's uh, stop for a minute and just kind of take note of what's been going on here. So they're in the first city, but the unbelieving Jews are ready to stir up people to stone them. So they flee from there and they go to Lystra and Derby and uh, the surrounding areas. And in Lystra, they see a man who's been lame since birth. He's never walked before in his life. But Paul notices that this man has faith. Enough faith to be healed. So he tells him to stand up. The man believes. He stands up and walks. Performs this amazing miracle. All the people around know this guy. And so they know that something miraculous is taking place. But they make the wrong assumption. And they assume that Barnabas and Paul are just gods like Zeus and Hermes. So they, you know, they start to celebrate them and they're getting ready to do sacrifices to them and Paul has to say stop it uh, we are just men and he has to explain to them that they're what they're doing is by the power of the one true God who's shown them grace and mercy even in their unbelief like yeah they're worshiping these false pagan gods but God out of his grace and mercy has still provided them rain and food and everything they need and Finally, they get them restrained from doing the sacrifice and trying to explain to them that the one true God is the God who created all things, heaven and earth. And that's kind of where we pick up with the tragedy of the story. Verse 19, so they explain all this to the crowds, whose, whose power they're actually doing this by. But here's what happens, verse 19, but Jews came from Antioch. In Oconium. And having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. So that's verse 19. So he, they, he does this miracle, 
they think they, he's the pagan god, like he, you know him and Barnabas or Zeus and Hermes. But the Jews come in, stir up the crowd, confuse them, and so now they stone Paul. They stone him to the point where they think he's dead. Like, okay, this guy's dead. We've stoned him to death, which would be a pretty brutal stoning, wouldn't it? To the fact where there's where you're lifeless, and they drag him out of the city. Verse 20, but while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city the next day and went away with Barnabas to Derby. All right, so let's just talk about this for a moment. Paul actually mentions this to Timothy in kind of a roundabout way about the suffering that he endured in that moment. Hey, if you go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, he says, now you followed my teaching, he's writing to Timothy, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and suffering such as happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Paul ended up enduring a lot. He writes this to the Corinthians. You can read it in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He says, Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, Dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And then he goes on in verse 28 and says, apart from such external things, he's saying, so not only these physical things that happened to me, but there's a daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Paul's saying, I've been through all this terrible stuff. Like, I've literally seen trial and tribulation in every circumstance from every person. Whether it be Gentiles, whether it be my own Jewish people. I've literally been without food and water. In and, and enduring the elements, the cold and the exposure... I've been shipwrecked, I've been stoned, I've been beaten with rods. And he says, and that's not even the biggest problem I have. The biggest, the biggest pain for me is the daily pressure on me over my concern for all the churches. This is an incredible man. In Galatians, he says this, from now on, let no one cause trouble for me, for I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. I want to raise some commentary for you from Matthew Henry about this little short story, and then we'll finish up chapter 14. He says, How restless the rage of the Jews was against the gospel of Christ. The people stoned Paul and popular tumult, 
So strong is the bent of corrupt and carnal heart, that as it was, that as it, that at, as it is with great difficulty that men are kept back from evil on one side, so it is with great ease they are persuaded to evil on the other side. If Paul would have been Mercury, like the false god, the pagan god Mercury, he might have been worshipped. But if he will be a faithful minister of Christ, he shall be stoned and thrown out of the city. Thus men who easily submit to strong delusions hate to receive the truth and the love of it. That's That's a brilliant line, and it's so true today. Like, have you noticed that the majority of society and culture around the world is just just so ready to accept ridiculous absurdities, ridiculous delusions to the point where they will get they'll foam at the mouth if you dare question their absurd belief. And they won't defend it with facts or anything, right? They'll just say, "Well, science." Or <laughs> something, something stupid as a way of just diverting the conversation instead of actually having to look at the truth and the facts. You give them the truth and they hate to receive it. Continuing with Matthew Henry's commentary, he says, All who are converted need to be confirmed in the faith. All who are planted need to be rooted. Ministers' work is to establish saints as well as to awaken sinners. The grace of God and nothing less effectually establishes the soul of his of the disciples. It is true we must count upon much tribulation, but it is an encouragement that we shall not be lost and perish in it. The person to whose power and grace the converts and newly established churches are commended clearly was the Lord Jesus on whom they believed. It was an act of worship. The praise of all the little good we do at any time must be ascribed to God, for it is He who not only worketh in us, but both to will and to do, but also worketh with us to make what we do successful. All who love the Lord Jesus will rejoice to hear that He has opened the door of faith wide to those who were strangers to Him and to His salvation. And let us, like the apostles, abide with those who know and love the Lord. Last thing I'll say before we finish the chapter here is Paul was kind of told that this was going to be the road that he was going to have to take. If you remember, during his conversion, if you go to Acts, back to Acts chapter 9, verse 16, he says, For I will show him, the Lord speaking, I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Paul kind of knew going in that he was going to have to endure a lot for this, for the sake of the gospel and for the name of Jesus. Alright. So they think he's dead. The disciples are standing around him, but he just gets up and goes back into the city. And then eventually him and Barnabas go to debris, verse 21, and after they had preached the gospel to that city, it had made many disciples. They returned to Lystra and to, Inca- and to Isonin and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. When they appointed elders for them in every church, 
having prayed with fasting, they commanded them, commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word of Pergia, they went down to Attilia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, and from which they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had been, that had been accomplished. And when they arrived, they gathered the church together. They began to report all things that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent a long time with the disciples. And that is the end of chapter 14. I just want to read that line again. Verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. So he goes back to Lystra and Antioch, where he was literally stoned nearly to death. But he goes back anyway because he's got a mission to encourage these people. Because Remember what he said. Remember what he said in Corinthians? He mentioned all the things that have bothered that he, that he had suffered in the flesh, but then he says, aside from those external things, there is a daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. And he reminds them, look, it's not easy. It's through much tribulation that we enter the kingdom of God. Like, the world is in opposition to the truth. As we just read in Matthew Henry, they'll... They're ripe and ready to believe any delusion, but you come at them with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You come with them of the truth that the, that there's a right way to walk and that God has defined what is good and what is evil. You come to them and say, hey, you're, there's only one way to heaven and it's not the way you want. It's actually even easier. You just believe upon the name of Jesus, believe that he died for your sins and that God rose him on the third day, rose him from the dead. Like, no, they don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that truth. You tell them there's a creator that they're going to have to answer to. They don't want to hear that. They're going to stone you, right? Not much has changed, huh? Well, I appreciate you listening this morning. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. I pray that you've been blessed and that this has pierced your hearts and encouraged you and strengthened you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.